Good morning to my Harpeth family. It is a joy to be with you before I enter into the sermon. I want to draw your attention all the way over in this direction. Can you look over here at our cabin? And what you'll see uh, are some plastic boxes. We call them Jared boxes. And uh, I didn't count how many there were as they went up, but this is a part of the celebration of our VBS and part of our outreach ministry. And uh, what I'd like for you to do, if your body will allow you and your heart and mind agree to it, could you extend your hand in this direction? Lift your arm, extend your hand in that direction. And we're going to pray that God will do unbelievable and amazing and mighty things with these boxes. Pray with me, would you? And Father, that is our cry to you as a body of believers. Lord, we have uh, collected and we have packed them all up. And we believe that as they go out in Jesus' name, that you have some very, very grand expressions and experiences that you want to be a part of these. So, Father, we just cry out unto you in heaven that you would place your holy anointing upon these boxes and that by your extreme power and amazing wisdom uh, filled with your love, may they touch lives in ways that we could never dream possible, that you but that you planned from the beginning of this idea. Lord, take these Jared boxes and accomplish your purpose. Bring heaven to earth, change lives, enrich lives, strengthen lives, and bring comfort and healing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for doing that. Adonai, that's the name of God that we look at today. For those of you who are guests with us, thank you for joining us this whole summer. We're learning to know God by looking at the names that he's called in Scripture. Now, I'm going to take you primarily to Matthew chapter 7 when I get there. But on the way there, we're going to gather at Exodus chapter 4. I'm going to give you homework assignment in Judges chapters 6 and 7. So if you want to write these things down so that you don't miss them, um, I'll bring you back to it a little bit later. Uh, then we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 6. And all of these places allow us to identify God, the creator God, the, um, the, the great God that we discovered uh, in Bible school about the whole universe. We learn to know him as Adonai. Now there will be a lot of names that we're looking at, but I want you to grasp this one concept with me, if you will. I want you to, to get your minds engaged I want you to grab this one thought this name of God becomes extremely significant in recognizing and experiencing all the other names of God that we're going to look at okay so this is this is a significant place for us to start and look because when we know God as Adonai, then all of the other names that we're going to look at, names like Jehovah Shalom, uh, God is peace. We're going to look at the actual name Jehovah, the God who is the God of relationship, the God of covenant, the great I am of Exodus chapter 3. But all of these other names of God hinge on this name being the nature and the essence of our relationship 
with this God. Adonai is the name of God that allows us to identify him as the ruler, as the Lord, as the master of all of life. If you will, he becomes the owner of that which is uh, given to him in faith. So to know God as Adonai is to know him uh, as the controlling agent, the ruling agent, the master, the Lord of our lives. Now, in the generations that, uh, that, that this name first came into being, uh, Adonai as master was more than just the concept of ruler uh, in the sense of master-slave, that kind of concept. What it meant was that the Adonai, the master, bore complete responsibility for the care and for the well-being of that which he owned. So it, it, it carries this, this great connective relationship that is significant uh, in, in relationship to the title. Adonai certainly is master, but it's not just the concept of owner and domineering master. It, it is that beautiful concept of knowing that he is there to give us great care, uh, great responsibility for the well-being of our lives, etc., so as, as I look at that title, Adonai, it's the, it's the hinge from which all other relationships are, are names. It's that, it's that hinge, that significant relationship that makes all of the other names actually take place. Here's my key statement for today's message. Commitment born out of genuine faith belief commitment to the will of God that flows out of a complete and total surrender to his rule and his ownership in our lives as our Lord and Master is the biblical expectation the biblical norm of anybody who carries the name Christian. This is the significance of this name. Now, as I say that to you, in all of my years of observation of life in churches, I find it very interesting that too many, I don't know how many, but one is too many. But I know it's more than one. Too many of us see that, that this sense of committed level to the will of God involving total surrender to his rule and ownership of our lives is often reserved for preachers and missionaries and staff members and, and, and those super saints that we see in our church and every now and then a few fanatical people and that's just not the norm for the average church member. You know who created that heresy? Satan did. The biblical image of what it means to be born again uh, by the Holy Spirit, to have our sins covered by the blood of Jesus, and to live our lives in deep confession and faith that he is both Lord and Savior, as we have sung this morning, is the norm. It is the expectation 
of all who bear the name of Christ. Is it possible that there are some of us who are willing to trust God to get us to heaven, but are continually avoiding allowing him to own us and guide us and push us forward in our living on earth. I have a five-year-old grandson. His name is Austin Robert. He is my namesake. He is an amazing little kid. He was with me Thursday. And as uh, they were playing with their Kindles, Austin paused and he looked at me and he said, Papa, I want to be baptized. I said, that's awesome. That's fabulous. Why do you want to be baptized? He said, I want to go to heaven. I said, Austin, you're at a great place. We're going to continue to learn all about this experience of what it means to be baptized. So let's keep working on this, okay? Okay, Papa, and right back into his Kindle playing some kind of football game or something. You see, the, the essence of Christianity involves the experience of heaven. For that is the love of God expressed to us. But my friends, the essence of what Christianity really means is the power of God to forgive us of sin, to give us spiritual life, and to let us live like him. And if our concept of living out Christianity does not involve the expression of seeking the leadership of God in how we live each day, I submit to you that you have not found biblical Christianity. You have found something that's been categorized in the United States of America as a good church religion. And guess what? I'm not sure in any individual's experience of life that coming to God for heaven and not repentance and forgiveness of sins as is in our song uh, about the ABCs, I'm not sure that that kind of experience will actually get you to heaven. I know it won't give you heaven on earth. So you see, this name, Adonai, is so significant to everything else because it determines the nature of the relationship. It actually does allow us to know that we have a relationship with God through our faith in Jesus Christ. And so a person may say, Brother Bob, is it not enough for me to acknowledge that, that Jesus is the Lord of my life and, and confess that I want his free gift of eternal life? Is it not enough to do that? And I respond to you and I say, yes. As long as there is genuine evidence that you are truly living your life based on the nature of that relationship, and that is when you seek Jesus and he comes and gives you life, he owns you. You don't belong to any other gods. He is Adonai, the owner and the ruler of my life. The lordship of God in our life means that we are living daily in submission and surrender to him as Lord and Master. Now, in your Bible, find Exodus chapter 4. We're going to begin looking at verse 10. I want you to see this, and I want you to see some things. If you have especially a, a modern translation, I want, to, I want you to see how your Bible spells out the names of God. This is the story 
the, of, of God having the right to obedience when you're in a relationship with him as Adonai. Exodus chapter 4 verse 10. If you look back at chapter 3 around verse 14, Moses has said, okay, I'm going back to Egypt. We're going to talk about this soon. Uh, who do I tell them you are? And he says, I am who I am. Uh, it's, the, it's the name Yahweh that's not pronounced even in Jewish life. And so uh, in Bible terms, we call him Jehovah God. Now, if you have a modern translation uh, and, and you go to uh, chapter 4, verse 10, which says, but Moses replied to the Lord, and you notice that Lord is all capital letters. In modern translation, that is the name Jehovah. It is the I am who I am name of God in covenant. So you see a capital in all of the letters of the word Lord. But Moses replied to the Lord, please, Lord. Now, you'll notice if you've got a modern translation that that next word, Lord, has a capital L but is spelled with little O-R-D. That's the word Adonai. So they are distinguished in modern-day translations. And you can identify the difference between the names of God oftentimes in the way that the translations position them. But Moses replied to the Lord, Please, Adonai, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or recently or since you have been speaking to your servant, because I am slow and hesitant in speech. The Lord Jehovah said to him, Well, who made the human mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord Jehovah? Now go. I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Notice closely Moses' response. Moses said, please, Adonai, send someone else. Verse 14, then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know he can speak well. And the story goes on. What I want you to notice is that Moses is saying, Adonai, Lord. But he's not trusting. He's not submitting. He's not surrendering to him as Adonai. And, and as it's written down in Exodus, it says that that. Jehovah God's anger burns against him. God must have the right to own us. If he's going to take the responsibility of doing something miraculous with us, when we choose to acknowledge him as Adonai and, and live that way, then he can use us in miraculous ways. He takes his supernatural ability to do what we are unable to do, left only to our natural resources. That is, when we submit to him as Lord, as Adonai, we give him full ownership and full control so that he can guide us and direct us according to his will. In Judges chapters 6 and 7, it is the story of Gideon. 
you look at uh, in chapter 6 at verse 15, you'll, you'll see later in the day as you read that, you'll see the same expressions that Jehovah Lord comes to him uh, and, and Gideon acknowledges that he is Lord of his life. He says, but I am the smallest clan among all the clans. My family is the least in my clan, and, and I'm the useless one in, in my clan, in my family. How are you going to use me? And God responds just as he did with Moses, and he said, it's about me. I am with you. I have all the skills. I have all the resources. I have all the power. Let me be Adonai, and you will watch and see miraculous things that happen. And so he raises an army to defeat the Midianites. He raises an army of, of 30,000 plus, and God says, no, that's not going to bring glory to me. And he pairs that army down to 300, and the whole Midianite army, uh, tens of thousands, are defeated by 300 under the power of God. When God is allowed to be Adonai as the Lord in somebody's life, and they yield and surrender and submit, that's when supernatural and miraculous things begin to happen. Do you think that needs to happen in our generation? You think our generation needs to see Adonai? The only way he sees Adonai is when we surrender and yield to him. The prophet Isaiah. Turn to Isaiah chapter 6 and let's watch how this comes into his prophetic experience. Isaiah chapter 6. I'm going to begin at verse 1. Give you a chance to get there. If you're in Exodus, go past Psalms. Don't get to Jeremiah. That's too far come back to Isaiah chapter 6. If you have a real struggle with it, get an index Bible like I have. It's got those little tabs. You can find it quickly. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Is it spelled with all capitals, congregation? No. Spelled with a capital L. It's Adonai. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw Adonai seated on a high and holy throne, and his robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above him. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And one called to another, Holy, holy, holy is Jehovah, the Lord of hosts. His glory fills the whole earth. Is Lord capitalized in verse 3? Yes. The foundations of the doorway shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. And then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And because my eyes have seen the King, Jehovah, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and in his hand there was a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it, and he said, Now, that this has touched your lips, your wickedness is removed, and your sin is atoned for. And then I heard the voice of who? Adonai. I heard the voice of the master, the owner, saying, Who should I send? Who will go for us? And I said, say it with me, Here am I, send me. That's surrender. But out of all the things that I could talk about in this passage, let me come back to the very beginning. What does it say right at the very beginning? In the year that King Uzziah died. We always need to ask our question, 
Is there anything in us or around us that needs to die for us to see God as Adonai? Matthew chapter 7. I'll beat you there because I have my little thingy. This is a significant and unbelievable New Testament passage. We've gone from the Hebrew Adonai to the Greek Kyrios, but it's the same word, just different languages. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, and do many miracles in your name? And I will answer them, I never knew you. It's his way of saying, you verbalized something, you even did some religious activity, but in the nature of relationship with me, you never let me be Adonai, and thus My word to you is, depart from me, you lawbreakers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, that's key, acts on them, will be like a sensible man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed, and its collapse was great. Jesus is very clearly saying that he's not willing to be one among many. I am either the one or I am none. Jesus as Adonai, Jesus as Lord means that he is it. He is the only. He is supreme ruler and master. Now, you can be an artist or you can be an artist under the control of Jesus. You can be a musician or you can be a musician under the control of Jesus. You can be an athlete or you can be an athlete under the control of Jesus and on and on and on it goes on earth. You can be all of these things or you can be all of these things under the control of Jesus, owned by him. But we cannot just call him Adonai. There must be actions and activity of our lives that are responsive to his teachings so that we act out on those teachings my my VBS song was different the wise man built his house upon the rock did you go to Bible school when I did the wise man built his house upon the rock the wise man built his house upon the rock and the rains came tumbling down Oh, the rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. 
and the wise man's house stood firm. But the wise man's house went. I'm sorry, foolish man. Everybody needs correction every now and then. The essence of Adonai is complete surrender. There's a great song out today. Talks about the white flag of surrender. White flag of surrender. I love the cross as a symbol of our faith. I love the empty tomb as a symbol of our faith because that's the essence of what we had. But it seems like somewhere we ought to be flying white flags for the world to see. Do you have the white flag of surrender in your life? Have you said to God, I want you to be Adonai? Here's my white flag of surrender. Have we as a church arrived at the place to where we say to God, God, you are the Lord of my life. You are the Lord of my church. Here is my white flag of surrender. Adonai. This relationship is the key to all other names and to the essence of life on earth and for eternity. Don't miss, don't miss Adonai. Father, thank you for the presence of your spirit to help me. Even when I get the wise man, the foolish man mixed up in what's going on, you still are able to get your message out there. And I thank you for what you've shown us in Moses and Gideon and Isaiah and the words of Jesus. And now, Father, your spirit moving among us puts us in that great place of response. So I just lift up each person that's in the sanctuary today. And, Lord, when it goes on to the podcast, people, they're going to listen to it off of the Facebook setting. Lord, I just pray your movement and your power to convince us through the work of your spirit. This is the key. Jesus said it was the key. You can't just say it. You can't just say it. We have to live under your ownership and ruling in our lives every day. So, Lord, give us, give us a responsive nature that trusts you so much that even when it looks like the task is impossible, Moses couldn't speak, Gideon was the least in his clan, Isaiah saw the great king Uzziah die. In the toughest of places, convince us that surrendering to you begins life's greatest adventure. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God is cast. It is between you and God now in responsive nature. Kyle's going to lead us in singing. If your response to the word of God today is public, you want to come and profess your faith in Jesus, follow him as Adonai in your life. You want to come and join this church? Be a part of this spiritual family, this great community of faith. You can come and make that decision. You can use this altar. It is here for your purposes. If you're physically able, I invite you to join me in standing. 
And if God leads you to respond, I'll be here to greet you.